Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Unhinged Biz Podcast. In this episode, you are going to hear from one of my personal copywriting mentors, but it goes way beyond just copy. It, it's really, the, Susan is somebody that I look up to just as a business owner. She is able to run a lean profitable part-ish time business that I am just always impressed by. So we get into all kinds of things. She niches in UX copywriting. She has courses for training other copywriters on how to use a UX approach and you know, just strengthen um, their skills. I took that program. It was incredible. Hit me up if you need any, any more information about it, if you're looking to join. But it really goes beyond that. We talk about t- receiving feedback. We talk about, you know, believing in yourself when you feel like a shit bag. It's, it's one of my favorite conversations that I've probably ever had. Please listen to the whole thing and let me know what you think. Susan, I really want to talk about how you and I met because I think it's weird, not weird, but I think that it's like a not normal way. And if you don't remember, I, I do you? Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt normal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it's just, it, it stuck with me because I was like, not gonna buy your program yet I was like no it's it's not a good time like I I could figure it out you know whatever and I ended up buying it like an hour later you know right so like if you need a refresher let me remind you what happened because it 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 has stuck with me for the last uh almost two years so I was in Carrie oh my gosh Carrie Campion's program and you did a guest session and I was like this is something that I didn't even know first of all was a thing and secondly I need to know everything I need to be the smartest person in the room and so I want to learn all the things that I can so that I can just like be better right and help help people better So I crept on your program and I was like, okay, this looks really cool. But like, you know, I had just, I think I was, I was like two months old. And so I'm thinking, okay, I have one. And then like, I had like one and a half clients and I had just sold a website and I was terrified. So I was like, hmm, okay, maybe I should, I should look into it. Anyway, I saw an Instagram post about about your program, I commented on it and said, Oh my gosh, you're like, I can't wait to be ready to take it. Or like, you know, I, I, it's a, it's a future Jennifer um, thing. And you DM'd me like almost right away. And you were just like, Hey, I would love to like, know what, you know, where are you at in your career? And like, what are you looking for? Do you have any questions about it? I'm totally here to help you. And I just felt like it wasn't, I I feel like me saying that sounds like you were really trying to make the sale. That's not how it felt at all. It felt very like, Hey girl, let's talk about like what, what your, what your plans are and how like 
I can just support you basically. Do you remember that now? Yes, I do. I do definitely remember that now. It's all coming back. I was thinking, I was like, I know there was a connection between us, yeah. but I was thinking it was Debs actually, who I know also has a yeah. connection with Kerry, or maybe you'd talk to Debs or something like that. I thought that that was how you came into my world. And I'm yeah. just like on the DMs. Both. Whenever I hear that someone is interested in UX copywriting, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in a minute, I'm just like, they mm-hmm. get it. And I just want to speak to them and get to know them. And it's uh, such a, like, because there's just a, I don't know, not everyone gets it, you know? So it's just like really exciting to to connect with someone like yourself who who saw the value, I think, so quickly. So yeah, it was a very genuine chat. And I didn't think you were going to do yeah. it, to be honest. I think I was surprised when you did. Yeah. And I'm never for pressuring people to join when they're not ready because often, right. you know, people come back a year later, two years later, I've got a student that came back three years later and was like, I'm ready now. And yeah. So like I said, I know it wasn't, it did not feel salesy at all. I think that it was just so cool to have you reach out to me and you were, you're right. It was, I think I commented on Deb's post, which I know her from Carrie's program too. So it was just like really weird how we found each other. And then I, I was just immediately intrigued because I'm like, well, if I'm going to be who I envision myself to be, I need to know what is like, I feel like is cutting edge, like a corny term. I don't know, but I feel like I need to know what people don't know so that that can set me apart, you know? And I, that has absolutely been true. And I've, yeah, I wrote a lot of websites last year, especially, but I took what you opened up for me. And now I help people, especially like sprinkle that everywhere in their whole customer journey, which is what I think is so much more fun. Cause I mean, you don't realize how many places you have opportunities to put yourself into like the little unsubscribe, you know, link in your emails, or I'm trying to think of a good one, like a thank you page or a, you know, confirmation page or all those little things. And you opened my eyes to that. Like there are opportunities everywhere to make sure that you are carrying your brand through to create a full experience. So I got from it. Oh, and your, your testimonial is still right up top of the beyond web copy page. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's something like, I thought Susan was going to teach me how to write better websites, but you taught me how to write everything better. I think it is what it is. Something like that. And I'm like, that really sounds like me really does sum it up. Like it really is beyond web yeah. copyright. And something that I've been chatting about with like a lot of my contemporaries is how the concept of website, and this is something that I've slowly been coming to, I think over the last couple of years of running the program, you know, this concept of website has evolved because technology has evolved. It used to be you paid a developer or a web designer or whoever, or a Squarespace expert you know however much money for this templatized site or a custom site or whatever it was it was all hosted on wordpress or squarespace or wix or one of those things and that was it that was your website all singing all dancing boom done now websites you know part of it is hosted on your email platform provider part of it is hosted through a cart you know, provider like Thrivecart or Samcart or one of those. Part of it is on WordPress. You've got landing pages on lead pages. Like a website isn't this sort of like old-fashioned concept of what a website is anymore. A website is now like your entire digital 
you know, platform, which is really, even if you're using those kind of drag and drop tools and programs, which are fantastic, you know, you're going to have to sort of come up with this collage that all works together and all integrates together. And just like creating a seamless user experience across all of that just has never been as important as it is now. So, I mean, I think it's just amazing that you jumped in so early and that it's been, you know, so helpful. Yeah. I loved it. I, I, so yeah, we're like, I, I, I just am somebody who cannot resist. And I think I just am so hungry for knowing stuff that I could not resist. And I'm so glad that I, you know, got into your world because it's just been delightful. So that, so that's that I really want to know, because you talk a lot about your rapid success. And I think that's super interesting. And I also think people are very resistant to niche down. And I wonder if you have anything to say about that based on your experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it was definitely when I niched down that, you know, that my income significantly increased because people knew exactly who to send to me and exactly what to ask me for because I was being so clear and so specific and that is the power of a niche and I think or niche depending on how you want to say it and I think that you know people often think niche and they think about an audience or an industry but like for me niching down into UX copywriting you know it could be websites it could be sales pages you know it doesn't just have to be it could be industry it could be customer type it could be you know the type of copy that you write I see people now niching down into being AI experts as well you know there are so many different Mm. opportunities but I think pick the thing that lights you up the most is the advice that I always give people the thing that you can get excited talking about again and again and again because that's what you have to do (laughs) and then don't panic Mm -hmm. that that's the only thing you're ever going to do you know I wrote white papers last week it's not like people don't come to me for other things it's just that the the exact right stuff knows how to find its way to me so yeah for sure it's been super powerful for me yeah I i you're so right about like they say what do you want to be known for and then people get scared to say that they want to be known for something because they might not be able to do that thing anything but that thing but what I've found from that is people have a good experience with you doing that thing that you are really good at and then they say either "Ooh, I had a really good time could you also do this or Hey, I heard from this person that worked with you that they had a really good time. Do you do this thing that I need, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, yeah, I think it creates like a, I don't know, web, spider web effect. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I would love to know what is going on in your business that would potentially be considered unhinged or something that you were told to do that you were like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And then you're glad that you ignored that advice Um, or something that you're like seeing a lot and it's just not aligning or you just are resisting it and you're better off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love this question. And I would always have 
picked an opportunity to speak with you because Jennifer is the best. So anyone who's listening, give Jennifer five stars because she is just the bomb. So the wacky thing that I did, and it's a little bit in past tense, was that I ignored all the advice that UX and copywriting are totally separate and that copywriting has nothing to do with UX and UX has nothing to do with copywriting. And I had business coaches telling me no one's going to know what this thing is, like two letters, UX, it's not a thing, it's not going to take off, like don't focus your time on that. And I was so sure because of the wins that I'd had in my own business, I was like, no, this is stuff that the marketing world needs to know about because the people who are tuning in and don't know what UX is, it's user experience. It's been around for decades and big businesses like Google, Amazon, Meta, like all these really big tech companies use it to improve their products and to make lots of money, right? So I'm like marketing makes lots of money, creates digital products, like these things go together But as far as I know, I was the first to start talking about it. And for a long time, it felt like I was just yelling into a void (laughs) and having to do a lot of like education of people that this was something that they actually, you know, needed. And then I created an entire program around it. And you hear all the time, you know, like, oh, sell your course first and then create it, which I did. And I sold a few spots and Mm. a lot of people tell you to take that approach because they're like, if you only sell a few spots, then you can just refund the money and move on to something that's more profitable. And I was like, you know what? Those people that jumped in straight up, I'm like, they can see the value. I'm going to deliver the best experience I can to them. And I'm going to do this. I think I said, I'm going to do at least two or three times before I say, this is or isn't viable and the first two times I got a few people coming in and it was really great and I was able to give them a really great experience and then the third time took off and so I am so Mm -hmm. glad that I stuck to my guns and that I ignored all that advice (laughs) what do you do like you you are such a in my experience with you you're such a positive person and you are just like no this is gonna work out everything's great and you know even (laughs) I remember you telling a story about like your family trip to Amsterdam I think and you were just like oh my god it was (laughs) it was a journey you know but even then like you telling the story you were still so upbeat about it even though it sounded (laughs) like an absolute disaster so I would love to know Do you ever question yourself or do you ever feel like, what the fuck am I doing? And then you just say, all right, I felt that. And, you know, let's move on. All the time. I question myself all the time. I think that's part of being human to constantly doubt yourself and question yourself. But I also do have at the same time that I have those moments, I almost have this unwavering belief that runs undercurrent that runs beneath the surface that I am going to be successful and I do I think the belief that underpins that feeling is that you know it's this UX approach of constant iteration and constant progress and I just trust Mm -hmm. that process if I just keep doing things and keep learning and keep making mistakes I will eventually get to where I want to go. I'm not looking to make a million dollars this year or next year, you know, but if I just keep going, I'm going to see incremental growth. I do believe that, you know, and I'm not, I'm not stopping. 
Like I don't, I don't really have a choice to stop either. So, you know, I've got kids, I've got a mortgage, you know, I'm in this business to make money and to fund my life. So yeah, I do, I do believe that I'm going to be successful and I do stay positive about that as well, because that's just like the nicest way to keep going. But I, I, you know, I've, Mm. I've got to be real. Of course there are moments, especially when you're creating basically an entirely new like concept or discipline where you go, Oh my goodness, what am I doing? But you know, if it didn't work out, then that's okay. I tried it and I move on. Yeah. I move on to something else. That was, that's my main, because now we know that you're like, tops right like it's it's very proven <laughs> it's very <laughs> proven that this is like a thing that's gonna keep happening and you're gonna be the ux copy woman right okay so we know this but when you were selling the first two or three spots in what used to be ux profit and then the second round you know handful of spots whatever like what was going on then in your brain because I totally understand that feeling of like this baseline of I'm allowed to be scared but I also just know it's gonna work like I have that too and I don't know why it's like an almost delusional confidence (laughs) I can't explain it (laughs) you know like you don't know why you feel that way but you just know that it's all gonna work out even if it feels fucked up in the moment. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So I would love to know what was going on with you, like internally in that first two or however many you said, two first rounds that you were like testing. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Look, I think also the thing that I think really, there's a couple of things, but the more business focused stuff, and then there's a more personal stuff. So focus on the business stuff first. So with the business stuff, I want to say those first two rounds, the handful of people that joined were like, you joined the second round, stellar, stellar people, super committed, got so much positive feedback, got lots of feedback. Everyone felt like my friend, <laughs> like, and that's yeah. how, that's how the course is. Cause it's such a small group. Like we, like it does have that kind of vibe to it. And everyone yeah. was so positive about it. So whenever I had moments of doubt, I would go back to that positive feedback and just read Mm. like how helpful this was for people. And now when I go back to my spreadsheet, you know, with all the feedback that I've got now, you know, and I think almost, I think definitely more than half the people have filled in the survey, which is a, you know, which is a phenomenal result. And to read back through all that positive feedback and just be like, okay, this really has, you know, changed people's careers and lives. So that, you know, helps you to keep on going but also I was doing client work at the same time right so it's only been yeah. in this last year that the course I really am running two businesses now and there's a big change coming up which I'm so excited to share with everyone but I can't just oh. yet but that okay. is going to reflect that sort of divide a little bit more and I had clients that I was implementing this stuff with and they were blown away so you know, I was, it wasn't just, oh, I'm teaching this stuff and I hope it works. It was like, I am using this stuff every single day and I can mm-hmm. see the value in it. Now, the personal side of it that really, really helped, I think, is the way that I was raised, honestly. And I feel like I need to call out that privilege 
I was raised in a very loving mm-hmm. home where I was told I was amazing and that I could do anything. And I've had that narrative. I've had that narrative my whole life. How lucky, how lucky am I that I had that? And I'm so yeah. grateful for that. And that really has, I think, carried me through life in general. If something goes against me, I don't think, oh my goodness, I'm a terrible person. I think, mm. oh my goodness, okay, that didn't go the way I wanted it to go. What can I change? What can I do better? You know, it feels outside of myself in a lot of ways. And I do have to do obviously conscious work too, where I'm like, you know, this isn't a personal attack. This isn't a a flaw in in who you are and your makeup. Like this is an event that is happening external to you. How are you going to deal with it? How are you going to process it? How are you going to move on? So does that, does that answer it? Yeah, I think that was really good. I'm really glad that you brought up the feedback thing because I think that's something that I asked you about uh, back in the day and I struggled with it a lot until like, honestly, pretty recently, I feel like I, I know that I'm not alone. People struggle with it all the time. Even if you grow up, I really like how you brought up your, like your childhood background stuff, because that is, I feel like very I agree. I was also brought up in a place where people were like, you are awesome, which is beautiful. And then I feel like I experienced the opposite where when something did not go the way that I thought I was like, what's happening? I'm a, ah, like I'm a garbage person, you know? And especially, yeah, the taking things personally thing. And I think that that can be, that can cause people to not do something, even if they really do believe that they can do it. I think that really causes people to edit themselves a lot, which is something I deal with a lot now with people helping them like be themselves, you know, in their own um, brand. They're like, Oh, I can't say that. I'm like, why? (laughs) I don't, I I'm sure you can, you know, but it's like a lot of, I shouldn't because who will it, you know, who will it piss off? And I, I really like how, there's no, you can grow up in a very similar environment and then you could totally have different outlooks. And so I really liked, I, I actually listened to a podcast with you talking about feedback like a while ago. Oh, and that, the back. Yeah, that, that really helped me. Yeah. That really yeah. helped me. And I was like, I was able to take that and just build on it. And obviously I've had to do tons of tons of work on my own, just building upon that, but it's really helpful. So that's something else. If you want to talk about like feedback and and separating yourself from the actual information that you're being given, because I think that's so helpful and, and a hurdle that a lot of um, people come across. Oh, I'm so love that you brought that up. See, you asked the best questions because as you're talking, I'm just reflecting on this and thinking about I actively seek out situations that make me humble. I actively mm-hmm. try to put myself in situations where I will be the dumbest person in the room, where I will be, mm-hmm. you know, right now I took up soccer this year and I'm playing in an amazing team and I am by far the worst person on the pitch. And, I mean, my teammates will tell me, like they are not backwards in coming forwards if I mess up, Right. And so I think, and I'm fine with that because I know I can only become a better soccer player 
by yeah. by hearing it, by hearing the honest truth, right? And I, I take the same approach in my business, in my work. And I think, you know, another thing that informed how I am in my business is the work that I did in-house when I was working first as a UX writer and then as a copywriter in an agency. Yeah. And, you know, feelings don't get spared then. You know, and people aren't mean, but they will tell you if you've done something wrong or if you need to do it better and they will tell it to you straight. And I think I've actually married a man who's very direct and forthright and honest. Like that is how much I appreciate that kind of feedback because even though it stings and it hurts my ego, and of course it does, like I have to go and lick my wounds for a minute, but I also know that my superpower is being able to put those feelings aside and listen and either go, you know what, actually that feedback is not valid. You know, you don't have to take on Mm. every piece of feedback that you ever get, but I do think you have to listen to every piece of feedback that you get. And there are gems in there if you can take the emotion out of it. Yeah, that's, I'm really glad you said that. I I was thinking, you know, I, I started out heavily talking about like voice of customer data, which is just a very fluffy way of saying feedback. And so I, so I took that like from a research point of view, it's not painful because you're just like doing research. But when it's like specifically about your thing, that it, it's scary. And I, I really like how we can take, we can take that information (laughs) and we can say, okay, I, I received this. I appreciate it, but I don't need to account for all of it. Like not all of it has to mean that I need to do something about it. So if somebody leaves you, you know, fills out your survey for your program and says, you know, I didn't like how it was all the, all the calls were at this time, or I didn't like how it was pre-recorded, or I hate the background in your videos or whatever, you know, something that's like, it could be anything. And then you get to decide, okay, (laughs) maybe I can offer different times for the calls, or maybe I just Mm -hmm. stick to what works for me. Mm -hmm. That's up to you to decide. Maybe I can, (laughs) maybe I can make an adjustment or maybe I just leave it the way it is because that's what feels right for me. So I think something else that gets people tripped is including me, my hand is raised so high is receiving feedback and thinking that you need to immediately change it, Mm. change something Mm -hmm. or solve it so that that person feels, you know, so that person feels heard. (laughs) Oh, Um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just not true. Like you get to decide what you take action on. And if you ask for feedback, people will give it to you. They will find something, you know? So I think Mm. there's also taking that knowledge into account and it's not usually so much in feedback after the thing, but sometimes I'll put you know, I'm a big fan of talking to my folks that are in my world and hearing what they want to hear about and what resonates with them. And, you know, I might put out, oh, I'm thinking about doing this new training and everyone trashes it. And you're like, oh man, I thought that was a really solid idea. And it might still be a solid idea, but maybe I haven't communicated it properly. You know, obviously that initial reaction tells me, okay, this needs more work, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to throw the whole thing out the window necessarily because I put that out there on social 
and I ask people for people's opinions and they might not know me or know like what I'm about so much. So it's just also that kind of feedback would be different, say, than if I sat down with you, someone who's been through the program and you were like, mm-hmm. oh, there was this one thing that I think you could tweak. You know, I'd be more willing to listen to that or more like, well, Jennifer gets me. She gets the whole context. You know, I know her mm-hmm. better. That is more valuable feedback than, you know, a poll on Instagram still valuable but just yeah. not giving it the same like weight I think weight. and yeah. also that thing of wanting to solve things for people immediately oh my gosh I literally just got a DM from someone who's in a very specific scenario and I was immediately like oh my goodness I'm gonna spend two hours like figuring and I was like no just take a minute oh. take a minute which is always my advice, like that whole respond instead of react, you know, and that's something that I have to fight down too, you know. So if other people are thinking like I sound like, oh, I'm just so like perfect at this and I stay calm in all the situations, I absolutely do not. But I just know sometimes just giving it a day, you know, and being like people can wait, people can actually wait. And I think it's I've heard this somewhere before, but I can't think where, you know, are you actually doing the most amount of good that you could be doing? Are you serving the most amount of people by jumping from one, you know, one person to another person and their specific requests? Or can you put all of that aside for a day and get that training done that's going to help a hundred people, you know? And does does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know, when someone asks you for something, I feel like my instinct is to be like, oh, my God, doesn't matter that it's 10 um, p.m. on a Wednesday night, I have to sort out this um, broken link for someone immediately mm. and being like, well, actually, mm. no, it's it's going to serve more people if I'm well-rested tomorrow and I come at my work, you know, with fresh eyes and I can probably knock that thing out in five minutes but not jumping straight on things all the time and I'm definitely a work in progress on that because I just always immediately want to solve everything for everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this, these, this is what I, I wanted to get into because when, my, whenever we interact, I'm like, gosh, Susan is just so like pulled together. Like <laughs> I, this isn't a video <laughs> podcast, but like, she looks so chic. She kind of reminds me right now of like, like a modern version of some kind of amazing music video that would have been on MTV. <laughs> like she just looks so good. And she always, she's You're just referencing my eighties denim. Like, yeah. And you're, and I love your, I love your hair short, by the way, but yeah, I just like, you always give this vibe of like, it's all good, you know? And I just love to hear that. You, I love to hear that you want to spend two hours for like pulling something together to help someone like that's just because that makes so much sense to me. And that's something I would usually just act on. You know, I just, I just start doing stuff. I am not exaggerating when I say I had an idea for something. I was, I did a podcast interview yesterday and they were like, what, what's the link to this thing that you mentioned? And I was like, oh yeah, let me go grab it. And then I remembered that I had started planning to move it to Thrivecart instead of ConvertKit. So I go into Thrivecart. I had fully set it up. I did everything, but I didn't even like use the link or put the link anywhere. I just, I did everything that needed to be done. And then I just left. I don't know. So I went pleasantly surprised, but I went in there, checked it all, 
grab the link. And then I was like, here you go. But it's uh, taking a breather day, I think is just a very valuable thing. But that makes me think of this. I don't know. It's like a little story about Einstein and like somebody asked him, oh, you must have so many ideas. Like, what do you do? Where do you put all your ideas when you think of them? And he was saying, I rarely have ideas. Like if it's actually worthy of an idea, I just become obsessed with it and I can't ignore it. So I don't need to write down my ideas. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know if that is relatable, you know? So I would love to know what you think about Einstein's not because... relatable. Who would have thought? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> yeah. But I heard that and, you know, I, I heard it. And then whoever was saying like, yeah, like, that makes sense. Like you should be obsessed with all your ideas. And I'm like, should, I mean, I don't think, I think no, that's kind of bullshit I because I have so yeah, many ideas okay. all the time. <laughs> Good. Cause well, and that's why I'm asking you because I remember, I, I want to say it was last year or maybe it was earlier this year, but you did like, maybe it was like an email course or like a digital product thing where it was about empathy. And so you did mm -hmm. a quick, like launch mini launch of a thing. And it seemed from front facing, it seemed like you just decided I'm going to do this and I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to sell it. And the end, um, yeah. do you want to talk about that and how, and like sure. how ideas, how you can filter them and decide, okay, <laughs> what am I actually going to put energy into? Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't know if it's, what am I going to put energy into? I think my best piece of advice that I would give myself or anyone like me, and it sounds like you that has constant ideas coming all the time, is that there will be new ideas, right? So I don't try to hang on to ideas super tightly because I trust that I, I literally, actually, I had a day last week where I had no ideas and I started questioning who I even was. Like I was just, I said to my husband, I was like, I literally have zero ideas today. I've got, I've run out of ideas. This is it. The well has dried up. I've got none. But then the next day, all the ideas came back. So it was like, it was fine. Yeah. I just had a mini existential crisis that day. But I, I think like not holding on to ideas so tightly is really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. And what helps me stay focused is to this little productivity hack that I definitely didn't come up with, but it has been a game changer for me. I write down the three things that I'm going to do the next day, the night before. And I have to be so strict with myself about not cramming in extra stuff into that day. And yeah. once those three things are done, I down tools, the day is done. Like, I mean, the day is never done because I've got like twin daughters. <laughs> so it's just yeah. like, I just roll straight into parenthood. But that for me has been a real game changer in terms of like, which idea to implement it's that whole ux thing of like moving fast so i do try to if i think something's a good idea i'll try to validate it in some way like just throwing it out to jennifer is part of the trailblazer membership which is for the people that have completed beyond web copy so i'll often like throw ideas into there because you all know me so well and understand the context and everything in which i'm working in i'll try and throw ideas in there i've got a few biz besties that i bounce ideas around like i'll try i'll, I'll put it out on an instagram poll or linkedin try and get some kind of validation if people are like yes I think that is amazing I'll try and build it and sell it really quickly and then my see I'm going to put my hand up and own where I could 
be better in this area, my plan is always to go back to those things and make them better and relaunch them again. But I tend to, I've done it about four times now. I've done four quick trainings and they're all great and they've all got so much potential, but I then jump to the next one and to the next one and to the next one. And what I really should be doing, and it's a good reminder for me, is going back and revisiting that because I know I've done one on sales pages. I've done one on empathy, writing with empathy mm. and I've done one on like more the business side of running copywriting business. And I think they're all excellent mini courses. And I do want to, I like, I do definitely want to have a whole suite of courses, but I do them as live trainings or that was an email course as well. And what I would like to do is more of a formal like mini course around each of those topics. So my plan is to revisit them, but you know, there's always stuff going on and I will get to it. Like I will circle back around to all of those, but really my main, actually, and this is another big thing that I've just done. Sorry, I'm jumping a little bit. Well, this is the unhinged podcast. That's okay. We're all over the place. It doesn't matter. (laughs) There are no rules. The points don't matter. The biggest thing that I have learned is I always want to do more, more, more. And what Mm. I have learned about myself is I have to do less in order to do more. Mm. So I have recently cut down to four days a week and one to two of those days is client work. So I probably have about two days a week to work on my business. And I'm like, Mm. it panics me that I've taken that day. But, you know, that's the life that I want. I don't want to be working five days a week. You know, I I do have a young family. Mm. I do live in an absolutely glorious place by the beach. Like I want to enjoy my life. And actually I was freaking out about dropping that day. And I've had my two biggest months without a full launch in them ever by cutting back because I do think it makes me more focused in the time that I am actually working. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, think, it's yeah. that thing of, this the time you you have yeah, like the you thing you have it. to do stretches to the time you have or yeah. something yeah so yeah I I totally understand I'm not I don't know what to do with all this time that I have currently because I just we just came off summer summer holidays and I now have five days a week of you know whatever six hours a day to do things and I feel like I've done I haven't done shit because I'm just like <laughs> I'm like paralyzed by the time. Yeah. So, cut, so cut down those I, days then. Do less days. Yeah. Right. So I guess today was my uh, less my non-work day because, you know, I just, I ended up, I had my ex- mini existential crisis today, but yeah, that was kind of my intention was like, okay, I'm only going to work four days because if I don't, I, I, I'll just do nothing. I'll just mm-hmm. let things flow and it will be a disaster. (laughs) So yeah. Okay. So I really like about your ideas, kind of management, idea management, because I love the idea too, of just putting shit up there, seeing how it goes. And then you always have it to revisit later when you have a spare day and you're like, you know what, actually I'm going to record individual videos for those emails that I sent out or whatever. And I know how hard it is for you to take a day off because I remember an email, obviously I'm on your email list and of course I read them. And I remember one of them was like, take a day off with me. And it just was not, <laughs> it was not <laughs> relaxing. It was not the day off you wanted. And yeah, so I know how hard that is for you. So 
blessings to your Fridays off because <laughs> yes, I think that's going to be so fun for you to exercise and just see how things go. And the fact that you have been making more by working less is yeah. <laughs> the dream, dare mm. I say. <laughs> yeah, so. no, it really, it really is. And I think it's funny. Yeah, I, I remember that email and it is hard to take a day off. So hard, in fact, that I took a volunteer position <laughs> at my children's school on my day off. So I'm terrible at oh. taking time off, but you know, it's, it's fulfilling stuff. You know, it's living, it's living a more yeah. balanced life. So that's a good thing. And the girls love it when I'm there. So that's nice. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I, that, that was my intention too, that um, with, we just started like proper elementary. So I was like, yes. oh, I'm signing up for the parent group or whatever. I'm like joining that. I'm going to be all up in there because totally. that was the whole point of me doing this Having a business. was so that yeah. I could do whatever I want and, um, yeah. and spend more time with her and all of that. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's not, relaxing necessarily but it's still fulfilling in a totally different fulfilling. way and then those yes. kids are going to remember like kids remember when you do stuff for them and go out of your way so yeah so it's still super rewarding but okay well I as you know we could you know I could talk to you forever but I will shut it down and I will say go get on Susan's email list because I just, I love her emails. I read them every week. They're just, they're just delightful. And they're just a slice of, a slice of Susan. <laughs> they're just like <laughs> such a fun little window into her life. So, so go get them. And then of course there's uh, going to be links to all the things down there in the show notes. And if you are, you know, a copywriter slash want to be one slash want to be a way better one with you know, skills that people aren't talking about, join her program beyond web copy and be part of that. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining me oh, this thank you. morning for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. The builders have just started up next door. So I think we got in just in time before all the racket began, but yeah, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It's always just so fun to chat with you. Same likewise as well. Also, I'm so pumped for people to hear you. Yay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome.